like I've used your your lowers. Ken's used your lowers. All I have solid six stuff. of your lowers, dude. Six, six. <laughs> really? Oh I'm a man, good you guys don't even want to know. I don't even know how many I have, but I have a lot. <laughs> okay, I don't have six because I had no place to store six. But anyway. Welcome to episode seven of the Frugal Firearms Podcast, the podcast that you want to listen to if you want to shoot and save money because we all have other bills to pay. Well, at least most of us do. We all have other expenses. We all have other priorities in life. Well, most of us do. And today we're going to bring on a guest from Anderson Manufacturing, if you're familiar with them, the manufacturer of most of the lower receivers that you're going to come across if you're doing an AR-15 build. And they represent value. And we're going to talk about that value proposition. So I'm here with my co-host, Ken. Ken, say hello to our listeners. Hello. Welcome, listeners. Thank you for joining us again this week. And Ken, why did we want to bring on Anderson Manufacturing? Well, Anderson has for many years now basically been a, a, a very good value for me, I own a number of them. I like them. Um, I've used them for some of my builds. I have some that I have not yet built on. And uh, I just think that what our show focuses on, frugal, being able to get value for the lowest amount of dollars, I believe that Anderson is uh, an excellent, excellent manufacturer for helping the average person get there. So with that closet full of lowers that you haven't built yet, Ken, what, 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 sort, of, what sort of plans do you have for those? Oh, um, just some different ones. I'd like to do a longer, uh, a longer uh, barreled version, uh, probably like a 24-inch sometime target one at some point in time. Probably, and I, I think I mentioned uh, to you one time, uh, I'd like to build a 458 SOCOM version. I'm going to let you shoot that first. That's an Absolutely. Yeah. I'll Absolutely. let you shoot that first and 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 then I'll take a couple shots on it. There you so go. the conversation uh, that we're going to enter into here was one that was started at the shot show uh, when I met Mr. Kyle Wade uh, from Anderson Manufacturing. Uh, had a really long and and fruitful conversation at the show. And uh, we want to bring him on uh, to let Anderson tell its story. So and we wanted to get their perspective on value of course which is the center of the show but understand how a company starts and and maintains their market presence in a challenging environment so kyle welcome to the show and uh why don't you tell us uh, who you are and and how you got to where you are hey craig uh first off thanks for having me on the show uh it's an honor and, and i really appreciate that like, like you said my name's kyle wade i'm a content creator here at anderson manufacturing i do public public affairs and marketing as well all right, so I started at Anderson in 2020 amidst the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. I was a full-time student at the time working at a local construction hardware store, kind of physical labor, whatnot. When everything shut down, I got laid off. And, you know, back in a past life, and, you know, still still have the title, I was a, a United States Marine. Ooh, yeah. Semper Fi. Yeah, thank you uh, for your service. Oh, uh, thank you. So with that being said, being a full-time student and working at the construction shop uh, was awesome because it kept me busy. It kept me, gave me purpose. 
all that. Um, and when COVID-19 hit, part of the pandemic a lot of people don't talk about is what it did to people mentally. Me being inside my house and not having anything to do, uh, you can only do so much around the house until you get a little stir crazy. Um, and I feel like my story really speaks volumes as to who the Andersons are and what Anderson Manufacturing is all about. And here's why. I got to a point to where it was getting pretty dark for me. I was just, you know, staying in bed all day and, um, you know, really not being myself. I'm, I'm a pretty active guy. And I was sitting there and I was, you know, you know how it goes. You're in bed, you're scrolling your phone, you're checking social medias, watching YouTube, whatever. I happened to catch an Anderson video and I was like, man, Anderson's right in my backyard. I grew up in Hebron, Kentucky. It's right in my backyard. Is that the way to say it? I always thought it was Hebron. It's no, Hebron? it's Hebron. Okay. Yep. All right. I learned something. There you go. Uh, but no, I, I seen it and then I'm like, you know what? Something spurred inside of me. Go to AndersonManufacturing.com find a way to contact them and just shoot your shot. Say, Hey, you know, here's my situation. Here's my background. Here's why I'd be a good fit for Anderson manufacturing. And then without going into detail, what that email said, it was pretty heartfelt just because of the state of mind I was in at the time. And, uh, the very next day, something I was not expecting the owner's wife, Teresa Anderson sent me an email from her personal email and said, when's the soonest time you can get in here for an interview. I didn't, fill out an application, anything. Um, she just wanted to interview me on the spot, I guess, uh, from what the context of the email said. So they pulled me in, did the interview, everything went well. And I started an assembly and literally just started at the uh, bottom rung of the ladder. And just ever since then, been going hard and trying to do what I can to thank the Andersons for all that they've done for me. And really that's, giving me a purpose and, you know, just kind of let me come in here and be, be, a, be a part of this company. They sound like really good people. They really, yeah, do. this is a great story. We've never had a guest who's actually kind of gone that direction, you know, with, with his personal experience and, and how, you know, company gave him, gave him purpose in life. I mean, when did you leave the core? What was it right before the pandemic? Uh, 2017. Okay. So not, not right before it, but close enough. Close enough, yes. Yeah, and 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 by the way, what was your specialty in the Corps? I was a combat engineer, thirteen seventy one. Nice, nice. So, um, okay, so you you reference the the type of people, you know, the owner's wife, for example. Tell us about how the company got going, and and you know what their kind of their mission statement. You know, you being a Marine, you understand, you know, mission statements, you know, and 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 yeah. you understand vision statements as well. Yeah. Um, so Anderson manufacturing, and I want to say 1957 would be the exact date. Um, but I know sometime in the fifties for certain Anderson manufacturing started as Anderson tool and die Anderson manufacturing is currently ran by Charles and Carl Anderson. And it was actually their grandfather who started, um, Anderson tool and die after he retired. So Carl and Charles had always been around the tool and die shop and they, they overtook it. And Anderson, Anderson Tool and Die stayed around till around 2005, 2006 timeframe um, when they were approached by a, a rifle manufacturer who asked them to do some OEM work and make lowers since they had the machining, the tools, and the uh, machinist to get that done. So they took that on, and the rifle manufacturer happened to go bankrupt and left Anderson Tool and Die with 
all these stripped low receivers on hand and didn't know what to do with them. Was it uh, a, was it an unpaid order? Was, was it was. It, oh my, little oh boy. So after that happened, um, with a little bit of research, a little bit of legwork, uh, the Andersons found out how to make these things legal with the ATF, all that to get them out to people. And um, that is how Anderson Manufacturing got started and really went full-fledged into it 2007. So from that point forward, you, you, you know, from 2007, you had a large unwanted inventory of lowers. How long did it stay lowers before the company started branching out? Because like reviewing your website today, I saw that, you know, the new Kiger Dime, which I didn't know existed, and it surprised me that the maybe maybe it shouldn't surprise me, but it did surprise me that the the company is now not just about lowers, because I think that's what most people think of you as. Yeah, no, the the stripped lowers lasted for a while, a uh, couple years, and then just meeting the right people and bringing the right people on um, in the business aspect, we slowly started manufacturing all of our own parts eventually to get to where we're at today, where we have multiple options for multiple rifles. If you want to do a 308 build, we got you. If you want to go 762 by 39, 300 blackout. I mean, the options are endless. We can go on and on, but yeah, it was just taking steps and kind of seeing what we're good at and just keep growing from there. Do you kind of have an idea of how much of the market you guys own, at least in lowers? Cause I know it's substantial, but I, I, I mean, I, quipped earlier that I thought that it was the majority. And, and I still think that that's maybe not, you don't have 51% of the market or maybe you do, but at least you make more than anyone else does. I wouldn't quite say 51%. Um, I did bring some numbers today just to kind of go off the show notes and be prepared. Um, so when I started here in 2020, Anderson Manufacturing produced, and this is according to the ATF, uh, 439,559 loader receivers. And that's not including oh. the 80s. Wow. That um, is significant, man. It, it is. And, okay, uh, so the 80s. So, so before you go any further, I, I know that's something I wanted to ask about. So you guys weren't hurt by the, the upsurge of the 80% product. You participated in that. We did. Okay. I didn't know that because I hadn't seen yours as an 80% product. That's just my own ignorance, but oh, you're all good, but you managed to actually capitalize on that as well. Yes, sir. Yep. In 2020, we held 33% of the low receiver mark Anderson manufacturing versus everybody else. That's huge. That's huge. Do you, huge. And do you OEM for the companies? We do. Okay. You don't have to name them if you don't want to, but I mean, is it like, Two companies, or is it like lots of companies, or how many of the companies? You know, roughly, you know, is it a lot, or is it a couple, or is it like one? <laughs> All I'll say on that is it's more than two because that's the only number you listed there. But there you go. <laughs> it's more. Okay, than so two. it's plural. Fair okay, enough. so Fair yeah, <laughs> it's it's a plural value. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, and 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 what kind of challenges have you faced sort of along the way? I mean, you know, keeping in the context of you know, let's dial this back to what's the purpose of the show. The purpose of the show is to find, as we talked about at the SHOT Show, you and I, um, we're finding the best value for people in the shooting community and we're revealing it and we're revealing it in ways that I think other podcasts don't. 
uh, because we're focused on the value proposition and, and, you know, everyone I think thinks of you either, either positively or, or perhaps sometime, you know, n- not positively, you know, almost disrespectfully as being, you know, the, the value leader in the area. And I'd kind of like you to address that because everything I've seen from your stuff is quality just as, yeah, it's just as good as for all practical purposes is just as good as everyone else's. Right. And, and I've always, uh, the things I've seen over the years, you know, it's a quality product at a, at a reasonable price. And if you particularly going to do your own build, um, it is an excellent platform to start on. So, yeah. yeah what, I, yeah. What, 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 what do you have to say about that? Because I think that's, you know, maybe getting the elephant out of the room, you know, that the, the, the term that was used, you know, a couple episodes ago by the owner of uh, air 15 discounts.com. I mean, he wasn't being pejorative at all. He was complimenting your quality control yeah, and your processes. Yep. Uh, but he did throw out the term poverty pony, which I, I had never heard that term. And I thought, man, that's really undeserved. Yeah. So, no, I, it's a term we see everywhere. Um, we get it a lot on social media and all the different platforms. And, you know, I, I can't sit here and say I turn a blind eye to it. You see it. That's definitely a challenge that we face. A lot of people tend to uh, associate price with quality. Um, and that's not, that's not the case with Anderson Manufacturing. Anderson Manufacturing's uh, belief systems and kind of our mission statement, like you were mentioning earlier, you always hear it from Mr. Anderson. He just wants the blue-collar hardworking man to have the ability to get that get out there and express the second amendment freedoms that's all he's out there to do now if we wanted to we could build high price high dollar firearms and we'd love to do that but we try to get it to that level but at a at a reasonable price something budget friendly that your standard like i said blue collar man can get out there and build his own ar if he wants to or you know buy his next hunting rifle um fill the freezer you know what i'm saying exactly. no. that, think, that's basically where we are i mean you know, that, that's, that's what you that's where you are ken because you're the one always filling the freezer and the safe and the garage and the trunk of the car and everything else everything else yeah yeah that, that that's not as much me um but okay okay so to to that point do you think that people who spend more on parts and it doesn't have to we don't have to limit this to lower receivers but you know, where's the tipping point? Where's the return on investment? Are, are they getting, you know, if I'm spending twice as much as an Anderson, you know, serialized lower, um, am I getting twice the value? See, well, let, let me interrupt here. This is where I like to raz Craig here because, see, Craig is not your uh, sub-minute uh, uh, target shooter. Sure, you can handle him. <laughs> I saw that. 3M away, you, man. You can, you, can, you can hand him, a, you know, <laughs> Uh, a quarter MOA uh, rifle, okay, and uh, it, it's not going to really perform that much better than a than a two MOA rifle in Craig's hands. Well, so, okay, uh, <laughs> okay, since, okay since, since since you're getting into my skill or lack thereof, co-host Ken, then yes, I will remind you that I don't think, as an engineer, not now, I'm putting on my engineer hat because I am mm-hmm. one that the lower receiver doesn't have a lot to do with accuracy. You got it. Well, okay. I mean, the barrel does, the the trigger does. The barrel does. The, 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 the interaction between the upper and the lower, any movement between the upper and the lower okay, has something to do with I'll, it. Okay, I'll give you that. But, well, it, why are we talking so much? This is, 
<laughs> Ken's thinking the same thing. Like, damn it, Craig, be quiet. What? It's, it's Kyle's show. So, Kyle, you you jump in, man. Yeah. So, no, you're not. You're not necessarily always getting the better product, paying twice as much. We hold all of our products to a very high quality standard before it even gets out the door. Um, every complete firearm that leaves this place is test fired and tested for cycling um, just to ensure that everything's fine by the time it gets to you and we have so much pride in the product that we put out that we guarantee it with a lifetime warranty so is that a transferable warranty or not yes it is as long as the anderson manufacturing product we will either work on it or replace that part great yeah and and that and that's generous of you because i could imagine that it'd be perfectly legitimate to only uh, warranty to the original owner, which is a common practice, but you're extending that. So that speaks to your quality assurance. I, I'm assuming that you hit at least mil spec standards, if not better, without going into in the actual numbers. Yeah, w- without selling the farm, uh, we do hold to a very tight mil spec tolerance. Tell us about finishes. Uh, what kind of finishes do you do you use or finishing process do you use? Salt bath nitride um, okay. for our lowers. Mm-hmm. Or and, I'm sorry for our barrels. I apologize. And our okay. lowers and uppers are anodized. All right, type three hard black anodized. So now expanding the the you know the the spectrum a little bit here. I mentioned earlier that I looked on your website and saw a product I'd never seen before, which is the Kiger Nine. Which, by the way, I, we're not reviewing that here because well, this is California and that's not a California compliant gun, so you can't send it to me for review. So officially, Ken and I have no comments on whether we like it or not. But that kind of shows that the company is is reaching out. So so what opportunity space are you guys trying to fill now? Yeah, so it really started off with us branching off in the AR10 flat platform, getting away from the AR15. Like you talked about earlier, kind of what growing pains, what challenges we faced. We tried the AR-10 platform before and it failed miserably. We could not figure it out. Um, So the AR-10s that you see from Anderson now, the AM-10 is generation two and we've got all the kinks worked out. And that kind of led us like, hey, what else can we do? So that got us into the uh, handgun game there for a little bit. And we plan on expanding that handgun line. And then the what's next, we're getting into the bolt action game. Oh, Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, when you talked about OEM work, we do OEM work for some companies that do PRS type rifles. And mm-hmm. we've worked on a lot of bolt actions, manufactured a lot of parts for bolt actions. And um, we decided that we want to try our hand at that. So, you know, by the end of this year, you will see an Anderson bolt action rifle on the market. So you're not talking about making parts for like the Remington 700 or something. You're talking about a, a ground up new creation that's specifically an Anderson product. Yes, sir. Uh, do you are, are, and you're doing your own barrels as well? Yes. Okay. That's interesting because I didn't know that either. <laughs> um, but there was something that you mentioned in, in our exchanges before uh, we actually, you know, got a schedule to, to have you on about RF 85 technology. Can you yeah. talk about that? Yeah. So what RF, that is? Yeah. Yeah. RF 85 technology. Um, a lot of people think it's a coating. It's not, it's a treatment. And I am no scientist, so if I flub this up, you're going to have to forgive me. But it is a nanomolecular calcium injection into the actual metal that releases when it heats up. And then that gives you the lubricity so that you don't need oil 
Um, what we do recommend is that you fire 300 rounds out of it um, to kind of get everything worked out of it because we do put a coating of oil on it coming out of the shop. Once you get those 300 rounds downrange, we want you to either use your bathtub or your dishwasher and clean that rifle really good with soap and water. And then you're done. Let that thing dry out and you will not have to oil that rifle for the life of the rifle. I know it's hard to believe. Sounds like snake oil. A lot of people, a lot of people say that, but if you do some YouTube, YouTube research, you can see the proof in the pudding right there before your eyes. As an audio only podcast, um, the listeners could not see my eyes go up when you said, put it in the dishwasher. Okay. So (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. Hey, you um, can clean your brass in the dishwasher. We That's talked about right. that last time, but brass yeah, isn't reloading. Brass isn't well, by the way, what okay, so what parts does the RF eighty five technology apply to? Is it a BCG? Is it the upper? Is it the barrel? All Good of those? Question. Good questions. Um, so the low receiver, the fire control group, so the trigger, the hammer, the springs, the disconnector, your bolt carrier group, including the bolt. Um, your charging handle and your barrel are all RF-85. Um, RF-85 stands for reduces friction by 85%. Uh-huh. And it will actually make your action faster by 23% as well. Uh-huh. So, okay, is that effectively, now I'm going to talk engineer stuff here. So, you know, cool. if you have to defer, go ahead. Is this effectively uh, like a case hardening application where after you know, thousands of rounds, that effect has literally worn off. And now you have to start treating it like, you know, a regular gun that you lubricate, or is the penetration deep enough into the metal that that's not practically ever going to happen for the life of the rifle? It won't happen. It it wears away with the metal. Okay. So it is, it is essentially in the metal, in the matrix of the metal. Yes. Is that proprietary to Anderson? Yes. Okay. RF-85. Does it, okay. does it go to any of your other products that if I get, if I just buy a lower or if I just buy an upper, I've got that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can buy a, a RF-85 bolt carrier, RF-85 barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two that I recommend to pair with each other for sure. Well, that's interesting because I've been, uh, that dry lubrication uh, metal treating, I have been hearing about since the early 80s. Uh you know, back when Craig and I were, were, you know, doing hot rod cars, and I was working on my uh, 1967 GTO, which I still have. I'd like to point that out. Um, you know, and you're rebuilding the engine. You're like, oh, this dry lube uh, thing that, that they had. It was, a, it was a, a coating, a permanent coating on anything, you know, camshaft and all of that type of stuff. And they were given phenomenal uh uh, reduced friction things. So, so that technology has obviously advanced in the last 40 years, and now we're up to this. So I, I'd be very interested in looking at that. If that's your bleeding edge of technology right now, which sounds pretty significant, honestly, and interesting how it's going to dovetail with one of our previous guests from Modern Spartan Systems talking about lubrication products, uh, obviously for guns that don't have RF-85 technology, kind of what's in the pipeline? I mean, again, with n- nothing proprietary here, no trade secrets, you know, our listeners are not signing non-disclosure agreements, <laughs> but, but what are we looking for in the future here from Anderson? In the nearest future, look for that bolt action rifle and barreled actions. And in the distant future, start looking for that handgun uh, lineup to evolve and, and expand. These are going to be uh, pistols or revolvers? 
pistols, uh, semi-automatic striker five pistols. Okay, that's that's fine. I'm a wheel gun guy. Uh, at least hey, I have a lot of wheel. That's because you're old. Damn it! Hands up. I'm a wheel gun guy as well. Yeah, that's what my grandpa taught me. Also. I mean, so Ken, I got... you're a full year older than me, so like I know. I'm, I'm living Ooh. in the modern age here, and you and you're still bringing mm-hmm. up the rear. Um, I just bought two more, two more revolvers. Yes, I know you said that. Yeah, yeah, because you buy <laughs> things in pairs. So, so challenges going forward. What, what sort of you know supply chain issues? I mean, maybe in a post-COVID environment, those aren't really challenging anymore. Uh, legislative challenges. Um, what sort of things stand in the way of, you know, Anderson becoming you know, the world dominant <laughs> <laughs> manufacturing firm? Hey, that, that is where we want to be at Craig. But as far as challenges go, you know, legislation is a challenge every day um, to sit here and say that the pistol brace ruling did not hurt us. It did. And, you know, that takes rifles off the shelf. That, makes things illegal that are just sitting on the shelf. And that to me is, um, I'm not going to go into politics here, but, uh, right. Yeah, this it, isn't a political show, but, but there's always underpinnings of politics. Yeah. Right. And you know, that definitely hurt. And I feel like a lot of people who are, um, justifying legislation or approving legislation, um, a lot of times don't necessarily know what they're talking about. Um, I feel like firing a pistol without a pistol brace, is more dangerous. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. And, and I, I've always thought that you know, why did they ban safety equipment? And and I view safety equipment like California tries all the time to ban safety equipment. They don't want people to have uh, uh, bullet resistant vests. You know, and there are a lot of if you work in a Seven Eleven or you you know you work in a pawn shop. I'm sorry. You know, you want to wear one of those for your personal protection. Absolutely. Or you go to the range and it's, you may be perfectly safe in a range with 20 people in a row. But what about that guy? Three aisles, uh, three, three lanes over. I don't know him. And the, and he's the first time shooter who doesn't know the range rules and or doesn't follow them if he does know. Them. Right. So safety, me yeah. having safety equipment on is important. So. Right. Exactly. What stories you got for us? Something <laughs> funny, something different. You know? Um, funny stories. Um, Gosh, let me think here. Anything that you can tell us that doesn't give away a trade secret and doesn't make the show become explicit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that's the hard part is singing of one of the funny stories that's not. <laughs> well, explicit. you can paraphrase all you want because <laughs> you got a, you got a lot of guys. All right, just imagine this, and this is where I started at in Anderson. Um, you've got a crew of eight guys, and I, and we're on night shift this time, so we're coming in at six. We're leaving at four a.m. A um, hmm. bunch of guys just in a building, building rifles um, all night because this is during the peak of COVID. Everyone's got their stimulus checks and they're buying rifles, Anderson rifles specifically in this instance. So, you know, we're pumping out 400 something rifles a night. There's literally been times where by the end of my shift, I'm out in my car and, you know, I'm calling the wife or whatever and I'm falling asleep. <laughs> You know, just right there in the parking lot because there's such a high. Uh, and you're calling time. her at four in the morning. Oh yeah. Like, oh, why she, is she up, like waiting for you to call at four in the morning, man? Hey, shout out to my wife. She's a rock star, and she just wants me to do things like that. She asked me to. Um, but no, that would be the most unvulgar story I could divulge to you. Is and and also I was a full time student at the time, so I was going to school during the day. But uh, falling asleep in the parking lot that will forever be. 
and I was woke up by the sunrise there. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I imagine that a lot of the guys who are working there are probably, you know, former military as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have a huge veteran presence here. Um, I think we have right now 23 veterans working on, on, on the daily here. And, um, you know, like I said, you get those guys together in a, in what we call the gun cage, building guns, you definitely get some interesting conversations going. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's lucky they don't break out the beers during manufacturing time because then I imagine well, oh, your, it qu- would go wild. <laughs> your quality would suffer. Yeah. <laughs> your production rates would go down at least a little bit. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So, so anything else you got for us? Anything uh, you want to impart? Uh, websites, um, you know, YouTube channels, things like that that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. And if you find some time in your day, visit us at all the social media platforms at Anderson Manufacturing. And then uh, give our website a look, um, andersonmanufacturing.com. We keep a, a pretty cool blog, constantly putting content into that. Um, this weekend, we did the Guardian Run 2023. It was a great time. You get to see a lot of uh, pictures of people pain and suffering, but also having a great time practicing their marksmanship. So it really is a, a great place to be and check out, check it out. All right, cool. So Ken, you got anything else for uh, our guest here today? I very much appreciate you stopping by. As I say, I own six of these things myself. So I am a fan and I do believe that you, you exactly what we want to do here, frugal firearms, you produce a quality product at a, at a reasonable price. It's an excellent platform, which to start, uh, you know, constructing uh, whatever you want. So a lot of ways to go. Good stuff. All right. Awesome. Hey, thanks for your time, Kyle. Hey, thank you, Craig. It was an honor. So I'd like to very much thank uh, Kyle for coming on and representing uh, Anderson Manufacturing. I think they're a great, uh, a great platform which to build if you're going to create your own AR. And I'm looking forward to some of their new offerings that they're going to be doing, bolt action and some uh, semi-automatic pistols here toward the end of the year. So uh, if I end up going to shot uh, in uh, 2024, uh, we're definitely going to be sitting there and spending quite a bit of time at their booth talking to Kyle again. So yeah. that, I'd really like to thank him. In, indeed. Uh, you know, that's the kind of content that we want to have on this show that really, you know, speaks to, you know, right to the core of the value proposition because, you know, the, the criticism of the the poverty pony, I mean, it, it's kind of a funny, clever phrase, but in, in a way it is undeserved because if you're building a quality product, you know, poverty or not, I mean, poverty is just the wrong term. If it's a yeah. value product, it's a value product, no matter where the price point is. So Absolutely. It's built yeah. with quality materials and uh, I mean, I've looked at them, the fit and finish, fantastic. Yeah, right. So, For our listeners, if you're going to go out and and buy their products or buy anyone's products. I mean, do your research, make sure that you, you know, pick the right stuff for you. Uh, be safe. Remember everything that we say here is not legal advice. It's not even buying advice. It's revealing the best values out there. Uh, but ultimately you're only going to be happy with those purchases. If you do the research and you convince yourself that you did the right thing. So Ken, any feedback from, uh, from listeners yet that we want to talk about? Uh, not particularly, although I think that we're probably going to have to do another a little segment on uh, reloading. It seemed to be pretty popular, and I've got more I'd like to say about it, particularly if we move up the scale to uh, mid-range and high-end uh, high uh, reloading. Right, so. and thank you uh, very much to our new listeners. We've got a couple uh, more countries represented. 
you know, so it's now getting a worldwide presence. Yeah, I think I mentioned before Poland. Uh, Thank oh, you for the, our Eastern European yeah, yeah. listeners. <laughs> new listeners down in, in Sydney. Good day. Um, some new uh, new listeners popping up in uh, Germany. Dankeschön, alle meine neue Freunde in Deutschland, Belgium, the Netherlands. London has come on board uh, since we last recorded. So thanks for getting the word out and thanks for spreading it. Uh, you can always contact us at frugalfirearmspodcast at gmail.com. Again, frugalfirearmspodcast at gmail.com. And what do we want them to do on their social media platforms, Ken? We would like them to share and tell people to come over and listen to us because I think we've got some exciting things to say, and I think that they would enjoy it. Yep, like and subscribe. That's how you. That's how you get the word out. So thanks again, everyone, and good night. Got the recording, Greg. <laughs> okay, I'll stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs>